This, this is Into the Apex Motorsport Podcast Network. Are you ready for 2023? In January, Into the Apex will return to the historic Daytona International Raceway for the Rolex 24 for the biggest roadshow yet. Porsche, Porsche, BMW, BMW, Cadillac, Cadillac, Acura, Acura. Who will begin the GTP era victorious? Follow IntoTheApex.com for trip details and meet up with the show live from Daytona Beach. virtual motorsport meet from the ita studio to the paddock to the sim rig pull up a chair pour a drink this is the into the apex podcast into the apex podcast It's a slow start to a Christmas party for the end of the Apex. Uh, it's myself, Bruce Perry. Oh, Bruce. There we go. We're on TV. And uh, Eric Vukic joining us back from Pittsburgh. Uh, you heard Eric with us over the summer uh, for ProCart Concepts. And uh, Eric, it's good to have you back in the studio for a, a remote episode here. Yeah, thanks for having me back. Pretty, pretty excited. Pretty pumped for the Christmas party. We'll see see if we get the attendees we're looking for so we're still waiting for rob and patrick who rsvp'd and uh leave it to them to to show up fashionably late but they should join us at some point we'll see uh bradley is uh, under the weather of course uh we'll, we'll talk about that maybe in a bit uh but we're holding it down right now bruce has the punch and uh, i don't what did you cook bruce did you cook anything good for us here for, no i didn't cook anything was i supposed to bring something Punch and pie? Was, was, was that pumpkin, my job? Did you say pumpkin pie? No, no, punch and pie. Oh, punch, punch. and pie, yeah. Yeah, was I supposed to bring the punch and pie? I didn't. You were. Oh, I'm sorry. I brought some wine. In Rice Krispie Treats. No, I brought some children's wine. I got some children's wine. You want some? I'll pour you a glass. Nice. Ah, yes. I'm <laughs> sipping a little scotch tonight. Uh, Bruce has got some children's wine. That's pretty nice. I actually, and, and Eric's got, yeah, I got a little light. Old Faithful, Old Faithful. Yep. Uh, cheers, everybody who's here and out there with us. Uh, we're going to do some fun runs on Friday night. Uh, so that's why this week's show is a little earlier. And um, that's a tradition for us. Uh, it's an interesting phenomenon, the iRacing fun run, because uh, you get to see kind of a whole opposite world. Uh, typically in, in the sim, in official races or special events or leagues, it's always so serious. My God, do people get 
upset and butthurt and all the rest, everything in between. Uh, but when you set up a fun run with, with a community that you know, and that's kind of what we do for our quote-unquote Christmas party, three years going now, um, you basically get to get away from all that, you wanker. No, nobody's called a wanker. If it's a good time, you can plow into somebody at full speed. I know, Bruce, you, you know all about that, uh, doing some plowing full speed. Yeah, uh, lots of plowing. It, it, that's that's Wait, how what? it goes, and it's a good time. Uh, yeah, you guys bust my I don't balls know. Comment, for being. Give me, give me a comment. Well, you guys bust my balls for being a hundred percenter with I racing, you know, fanboy. But this is why. This is why I am the hundred percent club and have all the content because when them fun runs come around, you know, I want to make sure I got everything I need to run with whoever, whether it's with medicine racing or somebody's posting up something in the hosted session, you know. It, yeah, it's a great time, and you're right. You know, it's so relaxing. Actually, it's fun. It actually brings the fun back into iRacing. racing. It's sometimes it gets a little, you know, as you know, wankers <laughs> take the fun yeah. right out of it. I mean, it gets intense. It gets intense. Um, Eric, you're you're joining us to kind of talk a bit of iRacing racing. Now uh, we talked a lot about karting because that was our focus yeah. back in July. Uh, but I want to bring you in and kind of give you a kind of an introduction to your sim racing experience you run with us on the monday night league that we've been doing uh you and i have actually both been driving uh pro kart concept lamborghinis and the pro and am classes and uh we've been having a good time there but uh what basically to kind of give an intro to, to uh, everyone listening how long have you been on iRacing? uh how often do you get a chance to to get there because i know it varies for everybody uh kind of where where are you at with iRacing these days uh, so I got into iRacing about, I want to say probably uh, about a year, year and two months ago, right around there. It was right before winter kicked off up here in Pennsylvania um, last year. And I really just, I, I my karting levels have slowed down. I don't get to race as much because my son's racing now. So I really needed to... Uh, to just experience some racing and i had a buddy that just kept saying hey you got to get it you got to get in on this um so i i, I purchased a, a little it's actually right behind me there a little uh, tiny rig um mm -hmm. you can even call it a rig and had a little logitech on there and uh tried that out and i was absolutely hooked um as soon as i started doing the lobbies and everything and so the progressed on you know joined joined up with you guys that was my first league that i had done it was it was really enjoyable um it i will say one of the things that i learned very very quickly is leagues are the way to go if you want consistent behavior consistent stewarding consistent racing um i mean holy cow it was, it was night and day difference from the you know the public lobbies to the league um so yeah just been just been learning from there it, once I once I was caught hook line and sinker, it was kind of get rid of the entry entry level stuff, and I'm kind of a, a buy once cry once guy. So it was, you know, get a big rig and set it up and and go from there. So, but it's been it's been enjoyable. I, I, I for me, um, coming from the opposite side, I I came from the racing side and then wanted something to do, um, and it's it's something that keeps you fresh. I mean, it's good to get in it. Uh, if you got a if you got a nice direct drive wheel that's that's nice and strong, you can you can keep your your wrists and your arms you know up to speed over the winter. So yeah, it's nice. I, I, it's a fun time. That that's a really excellent 
physical conditioning point. I mean, I've jokingly said for a couple of years now that that sim racers are athletes. I mean, I get I get to the extent that that's not possible, uh, but I, I mean, we me and Bradley talked about it when we were with you guys in Pittsburgh. Yep. Getting into the karting, we we did a little bit at uh, at GoPro in in Mooresville. Then we did a, a lot more in some faster carts with you guys in Pittsburgh. And uh, the fatigue level after what I think we, we talked about it back then, we did maybe twenty minutes on on the kind of mid level carts, a little bit above the the public kind of arrive and drive yeah. bumper cart kind of deal. Uh, twenty minutes, and and each of us openly said on the air in that episode that. Uh, at the at towards the end of that twenty minute mark, we were we were about to come in the pits because you were you were flagging us to stop, and we were just yep. going until you gave us the checkered. And yep. and I thought about it. Bradley thought about it. Coming in, like I can't go on. My arms yeah. are too tired. My ribs. I'm getting the breath knocked out of me. So there, the, I've noticed. So I've got the the CSLDD and 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 that. And so I was doing just just before we went on air, I was doing some Daytona practice in the LMP2. And uh, at my settings with that wheel in my rig, uh, it's it wears my ri- it gives my wrists definitely a little bit of work um, on the bank. Did you get the booster with pack that high downforce? What's that? Did you get the booster pack to take it up to the I eight meter? Okay, I cool. did. Yeah. Yep. So that's what I have, and um, I know. So for example, I'll notice that if I if I get a week where I can't get on the rig, when I get on it again, it's more difficult. So there's definitely yeah. a, an ongoing conditioning aspect to it. Oh yeah, and it, it, it's interesting. Um, I mean, for me, I gotta have like with my setup, I I have two fans that I kick on. Like I'll kill all the lights down here. I get two fans set up so that they're blowing. Because if if I don't, um, I'm 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 literally dripping sweat by the end of it. I, yeah, I got mine turned up all the way. I I race with it like that because, like I said, it keeps keeps my my wrists and forearms solid for yeah. the the karting season but yeah i mean it's it's not a joke like i got the the little you know fitness monitor on your watch and <laughs> you're sitting in a chair and it's like hey your heart rate spiked and you're sitting still are you sure you're okay i think i am i mean i'm completely out of shape but <laughs> yes i'm okay i promise i promise siri i'm fine so <laughs> i've got the little amazon basics fan and um and the same thing and and yeah it's 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 an interesting workout. It's uh, you can if you're a sim racer with any good level wheel, you can open the hell out of some jars when it's time so, to do it. I would say one of the things that's awesome about about the sim racing that I that I you know once I started and got into it is, um, you know, racecraft is the same whether it's it's out on the track or it's in the sim, and that that to me was what I really what what makes it fun for me. Um, you know the same concept of okay, if I'm passing a guy down the inside, I've got to I've got to keep him on the outside of me. You know, let off the brake as he's letting off the brake for entry and those type of things. Um, trail braking is huge. You know, all those types of things. That's that's something where where you know for for guys making the crossover in the direction that I went. Um, you know, from motorsport to to sim rigging, it, it keeps you fresh and it's, 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 it's a good time. It, you know, the, the race craft, as long as you're, you're with a decent group of guys, the race craft is very similar. You know, you're, you're waiting for a guy to make a mistake. If they're, if they're the same speed as you and you're just analyzing where your exits and, and entries are better than theirs. And you know, all that, all that 
type of race logic is exactly the same. And that's, that's probably the best part. You know, that's, that's why if you race, you know, any guy that races, that's why they do it. They enjoy the, the craft. So, and, and that staying the same in the sim is, is great. It, so. It's a great opportunity to be able to follow, basically let somebody who's, who's faster overtake in a longer race or even, I mean, even a shorter one and uh, study their line. And I, I hear that and see that at times in, in real racing, which is let the faster car overtake and then study, get behind them and study. And Absolutely. Uh, I've, I know we've talked I've me and Bradley have talked about it before we get that, that situation. I think I I've improved. I want to say I've gotten better independently of that, but there was certainly a time, especially in road racing uh, where I was, I could feel super competitive chasing somebody once i get by them and have to do my own line i would i would often for a period of time make a mistake over push my bounds uh eyes get bigger than the stomach is the way i put it uh i feel like i've, I've over time just putting reps in that's the the way to solve that and kind of making conscious changes when you practice a race you know stop doing the same thing that's not working and that's that's probably the toughest part for me and it would I be in, in running the, out of skill Tyler, that's, <laughs> running out of skill is, is what I call yeah. it, you know? Yeah. So running out of talent. Yep. Ran out of talent. <laughs> well, Bruce, you're somebody who's, who's got some wisdom and you've been sim racing for quite a while. Do you still, to, do you still run into people that you need to follow and, and learn from or, or where are oh, you? Yeah. At? All the time. Are you kidding me? I mean, isn't that one of the cool things like with iRacing and racing in general, no matter how fast you think you are, there's always somebody faster. There's always going to be that next level guy, old. yeah, or or ten, or <laughs> but you know, <laughs> yeah, no, it's completely no, different. yeah, it, it, you know, and then you're right, yeah, all right, let him go and see if I can't follow him, you know, and and learn something, you know, that's that's what keeps it fresh, you know. There's always a challenge there um, to try to get better, you know. So I, I mean, obviously, I've been on i racing since 2008. I guess I like it. You know, I enjoy that part of it. So, <laughs> so yeah, I think this for, time- for any amateur level racer, I think that is that is one of the most critical pieces. When I say amateur level racer, it could be in i racing, it could be in cars, it could be in carts, whatever it is. It you have to be willing to to let somebody buy, you know, and and learn from them. I mean, you're wasting both your time if if you're trying to fight a guy that's clearly faster than you and you're, you're just separating yourself from potential positions you both could gain later on. So that, that piece of, of, of knowledge yeah, I, is, is so I, critical for everybody to gain. It is. And you know, it's, there's a discipline there to that, you know, like there's so many, like, you know, we, we kind of joke about the, the, the public uh, races, you know, there's so much, so much of that missing. You know, the discipline, the, you know, all right, let the faster guy by, let me follow him. No, these guys just start blocking and they run into it and they wreck. And it's so frustrating. So, you know, you get in a good league and, uh, you know, that's that's definitely you get to learn the drivers and you get to know who to let by and who to follow. And you know who you can race around, you know, because you race them each week. It's, uh, you know, so I don't know where I was going with that. But anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you... You see the carelessness. I see the blocking and the general carelessness uh, that we're talking about. If we're comparing the two, uh, I want to I want to pose a question really to both of you, and I'll, I'll even pose it to myself, uh, Bruce. I'll start with you though. Um, have you ever found yourself in official sessions when we're talking iRacing? 
that you know they're not league they're not people that you're getting familiar with or that you care about building a rapport with have you ever found yourself over the years and if you have a specific example then definitely give it um being overly aggressive even being egregiously wrecking i'm sure nim is not listening i'm sure you won't get suspended so if there's a story tell it did you have you ever found yourself get in that seeing red mode in an official session and you're like i could give two shits i don't know this person by the luck of splitting i'll see them again yeah i i have i'll I'll admit it um who doesn't you know if you take iris and Mm -hmm. like we were just talking off air earlier like how intense and how competitive it can be right and uh you felt you're done wrong and a lot of times you're gonna get even right um yeah i've I've done the dump and run a few times over my career absolutely um you know that yeah (laughs) you brought up uh nim i still got a dm from him when he was apologizing for taking me out of the i think it was either daytona 500 or indy 500 uh and i racing and we were in the same split and uh he wrecked me <laughs> so i still got this email from him or message from him that uh he apologized and i'm like i'm just holding on to it for that one time when i do something wrong someone protests me <laughs> you know and i'll just hey Nim, remember help me out remember this little incident here where you said you owed me one you know, because mm-hmm. I, I can see myself doing it again. You know, like I say, I'll race people the way they race me. And if you run over me, or you're just being a dick, you're blocking me, you know, whatever. Yeah, that's how you're going to get raced. And I'm not, I'm not above just dumping somebody if I have to. <laughs> I don't do it often. <laughs> it's not a regular thing, but, you know, I'll just let you know I'm not happy. I've done it. Yeah. Eric, have you in your time on iRacing have you have you seen the red and and had that? Happen? Um, yes, no. I mean, I, I generally race. I try to race as clean as I can. Um, and actually, I just hit a license. Um, this this season, yay! I finally hit a. Um, but my that's because I I'm super competitive and and just like in our league races, I push too hard and run out of talent, and then I spin and crash into mm-hmm. a wall, and and that's it. But I generally race clean, um, but one thing I will say is if I have a if I have a slower guy in front of me, um, I, I'll I'll race respectfully. It's, you know, same thing that Bruce said. I'll race respectfully. I'll race you the way you race me. Um, but if you start, you know, double moving, and you know, going towards a braking zone or anything like that, I'll give you I'll give you about one lap to to race clean. And if not, I won't wreck you, but I'm gonna, I'm going to tap you, and you're going to go wide, and I'm going to go underneath you, and I'm going to go by. <laughs> So, and, and that's not just, that's not just sim racing. That's, uh, that's karting too. I'll, you know, mm. you get, you get a chance where, Hey, I'll pull beside you or I'll get, get to where I need to be. But if you start racing dirty, yeah, I'll, I won't hesitate to give you a little, a little love tap to loosen you up a little bit and, and harm I, your exit. So <laughs> I was just going to say, um, I racing wise, um, I will get to that point where I'm so upset that I'm like, uh, to hell with four X. I'm just going to yeah, eat right. this four X. Yep. And I, I will, I will try not to I, like, I don't want to full blown dump a guy. Um, and in I racing, it's a lot harder just to give a little, um, uh, motivational tap, uh, <laughs> than it is in real life. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I, you get to a point where, Hey, this guy is, is, 
is not racing to what you would do in real life. And the second you get to that point, it's I'm going to put you in a position that I wouldn't do in real life either. <laughs> you know, with yeah. a f- full blown four X and they're going off track. So. <laughs> I, I figure I'm so a deep little, uh, into uh, safety rating, like my four nine nine, like. I've had that for a while. So a couple of four. Yeah, see, I have to fight. I had to fight with it. I'm sitting at like two five right now because I just hit hit A class. So yeah, <laughs> I I was definitely so I know the experience of being um basically the kid. Uh, we've talked. Longtime listeners know that. I mean, I wish Bradley were here. He would support this. I know. Um, we started with NASCAR 2003 season back in 04, 05, 06, and we did just league racing at that time, um, through that sim, uh, Papyrus. And uh, I was, we were in high school. We were, we were halfway through high school or really earlier in high school. We were sophomores in high school. Crazy. Um, so we were kids, kids with, um, big heads basically. And, uh, I definitely, you know, we were watching NASCAR. NASCAR was our thing at that time. And, um, we were inspired by some of the angry moves, you know, let them race, um, uh, pulling up beside people on pace laps when we thought we were being roughed up, did some of that intentional yep. wrecking, did some of that, got stern talking to's by the uh, administrators of the league we were in, in that sim. And uh, looking back, I'm like, yeah, I was a little dramatic. I mean, uh, it's just a weekly league, but uh, you still see it. And you really, honestly, for better or worse, whether it's embarrassing or not, uh, you see it from from grown men uh, in official sessions <laughs> and special events, and uh, I feel like we all see it in ourselves from time to time where you get upset. Uh, I think that's the fact that this is something really competitive. Um, even in the sim, if you've invested any amount of equipment, I, I, I'll say this. This has stuck with me recently. Um I don't know what you guys think about this, but I was in a practice, just a practice. Uh, I think it was an IMSA practice maybe two months ago or so. Um, and somebody caused a crash or a collision with another car in another class, GT3 to LMP2, say. Um, and the guy came over the the uh, iRacing radio and, co- and was very, he was livid. He was like... Um, you know, we have, you know, some people have equipment that if you cause a, a blatant wreck like you allegedly did, uh, you could hurt their wrist. You could hurt somebody. I literally heard over the radio uh, from one competitor to another in a practice, uh, your carelessness could hurt me, it could hurt my wrist, hand, arm, whatever. And mm-hmm. and that just, I don't know why that stuck with me. I mean, like that is, that, that's a step above PlayStation if we're going to yeah. talk Sims, yeah, you know what definitely. I mean? Uh, so that I, I both I was like kind of laughing at it in one respect, and in the other I was like I appreciate this guy. You yeah, know? I can agree with that on both sides. Yeah, it's kind of ridiculous, and on on the same hand, it's true as well. You know, you could actually actually get hurt. I mean, not just the competitiveness, but I also think it speaks to and for better or worse how much it means to each one of the racers. You know, um, you know we, they a lot of guys take it seriously because that's the, the rig is the closest they're going to ever get to real racing. You know, that's, yeah. they don't have, they can't afford it. They're not, you know, not willing to put in the, the time or have the ability to put in the time that it takes to be able to afford to real race. And so, um, yeah, I, I can understand that because it's the same way, you know, if you jump into the motorsport world, you know, from, 
from sim racing you know the the guy that runs in in an scca regional race um you know he's not running the indy 500 but he's just as mad if someone you know punts him as one of the indy 500 runners you know he's just as mad when he gets out of the car it, it really goes to the competitiveness and how much you care about it too uh, you know those two things mixed together that's so what I, I try to Bruce, go ahead. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, I got into sim racing and I thought about doing some real life, maybe short track, dirt car or something, local uh, tracks here. And I'm thinking, eh, if I got hurt, you know, that's going to ruin my, you know, profession, my, my professional career. And I'm like, so let me get into sim racing. At least I know I won't get hurt. But now listening to this, I'm like, <laughs> you know what, man? I might. Like, if I turn this DD1 up too fat high, right? I could get hurt. <laughs> Wow, it really is yeah. a sim. Full immersion. Pain. Yeah. That's that that's some serious immersion. Yeah. Yep. Speaking of immersion, I'm, Bruce, are you the one that has the, the base shakers as well? I had. Um when you I got had, this rig. Okay. I when I got this rig, I didn't I sold them with the other rig. Um no, one of our guys does and it sounds Okay. Yeah. I got Rob back does. to that. That's Rob, Rob. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, I know Rob has them. Jerry, Jerry Isaacs, I believe he does. I believe okay. he does. I think he does. Um, I, I want to continue on a bit because um, you're talking. You know, you mentioned Eric about the. It's, it's where it's kind of the peak or the pinnacle for feeling like you're you're getting immersed in being a, a driver, and that's where that's where we are as far as getting on the rig. It's where uh, I felt like I was getting to the next level as I got into carts because I start on the sim. And carts are the physical manifestation of that for for me and Bradley. Uh, so that was kind of our thrill to to be in Pittsburgh, to be in Mooresville, to kind of focus on trying to do actual competitions in 2023. Um, but I that's something that I've tried to capture because that's something that changes over time for pure sim racers. Um, Bruce, as as an old head, uh, we all know that you're an old head to sim racing. Uh, you're probably the prime person to, to discuss this with. Uh, I found that the way we looked, so so May or June 2020 um, was the first real effort at the Le Mans 24 on iRacing in the sim. It was the first endurance race competition for me and Bradley and Rob and a couple other people. Um, and the way we were we handled that, the way we approached it, the way we acted, uh, was so dramatic looking back at it. I know Rob and, and Bradley would support that if they were here. It doesn't take anything away from the fun it was, but it, we were so dramatic about everything that happened over every minute of that event. Uh, you could, If you listen to us over the comms, it was so dramatic. We were so into the immersion of it. We we could have been in the real Le Mans at the time. We could have been actual competitors, <laughs> really. Uh, That's how serious but, you took it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and we were new to it. I mean, we were just, it was so novel to us. And I yeah. know that's going to be the case for most people when it's new to them. They look at it differently. They, you, you, you'll notice uh, your heartbeat increases, maybe a little tremble in the foot or the hand. I mean, I've, I've had that. I had that in 2010 when I won my first road race in the Pro Mazdas in iRacing. Uh, on the final lap, I was in the lead with enough of a gap to be comfortable but not 100% comfortable. And my foot started to shake on the throttle of the shitty Momo wheel that I had. I mean, that's just a reality. That's the reality of it. 
is it gave me that physical response, whether I laugh at it or not. Uh, so we know that's happening, but eventually you lose that. That starts to weaken. And that's happened for me in endurance events. I think Daytona, I still maybe get that lump in the throat because of so much time that we prep for it. But when I go to the spa 24 now, do I get that same feeling? Not, not really as much if I'm being honest. Um, Bruce, I want to pose that to you. Do you find a way to keep it exciting or do you just settle into that new perspective? If that makes sense. Well, I'm, I'm like you when I first started iRacing, you know, um, what, what was I racing? So it was Legends, which I think is still your, your the first thing you race when you jump on iRacing, right? I remember just sitting there on the grid, like lining up for those first few weeks. Every time I got on the starting line, there's like, I got those butterflies. I got that, the, you know, like, oh, this is freaking awesome. I'm, I'm nervous because I don't want to wreck and, you know, I want to do good. But it was exciting, you know, and then as iRacing released more content, more tracks. It kind of kept it fresh. You know, then we, of course, got into um, endurance racing, the big 24-hour races and stuff. And, of course, you know, a lot of butterflies and things there. Um, exciting, right? Definitely exciting. Um, kind of like you, I treat it like I'm in the actual event sometimes. Take it maybe a little bit too overboard. But um, it's just how I am. I still find that excitement to it and and as we go along further here with madsen racing and all the teams that we have the the new drivers people coming in for me it keeps it fresh so i get to some of these events in some ways like you say maybe like spa 24 it's like okay it's the same event we've done this a hundred times but maybe we got some new people some new teams and that to me is what makes it exciting again you know so and you never know a lot of times you don't know who you're going to be racing against, you know, in those, uh, um, you know, sessions. So, yeah, I think, um, with the, yeah. Oh, you froze up a bit there, Bruce. Excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody Um, froze. Yes. With with the team aspect of it. I mean, you have that, I don't want to let the other guys down, especially if you're starting. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've always had some butterflies. I mean, they, they lessen as I become more confident, but, Maybe that's it. Maybe confidence is the word that changes how you feel about it in, in any form of motorsport, I, mean, I assume. Because, I mean, we've talked with, so Jason Bivens has been on uh, pushing me and Bradley to do Champ Car, which I, I mean, I, I glow at the idea of it, but then I'm internally, I'm like, I have a ways to go. Because if I, if you threw me on a Champ Car grid now, uh, right now, like next week, you said you're in Champ Car, you get two practice sessions, you're racing. I would be a mess, you an absolute mess. I'm serious. You could do it. I, I mean, it, I feel like a real car, a real car, a cart. You could, you could do it. You could handle it. It even I, you, butterflies aside, you could do it. Yeah. Like once, you, once the visor was down and the green flag went, your instincts would kick in and you'd be, you'd be fine. Well, I I'm like not that. Joking. I, I like that. I love that that perspective because something you said to Bradley and I. Uh, in Pittsburgh, gave and you said it on the air. I know we mentioned it on the air. I know I, I zeroed in on it because it gave us some confidence to continue out there. Was um, basically you, you commented in, in one way or the other that we already know racecraft because we were out on an open test track with different speeds, different types of people, but we weren't alone out there when we were getting into the cars that you guys had for us. And uh, I think it was obvious that we were a little like 
feeling it out because it was new for us. Yeah. Um, we didn't want to get in the way of people. We didn't want to mess anybody up. But you made a comment about through time on the sim, you already understand basic racecraft, and it will carry over into yeah. karting. Hundred percent. And, and I, I would like to think anything else from the people that we talk to. Yeah, I, I think I think if 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 Jason is signing the check for the uh, the drive and and you've got an invite, I I'd be all over that in a millisecond. Now, I don't know if the, that was um, the deal, but trust me, Champ Car, you'd you'd have a blast, and and it would be uh it'd be a valuable experience that, that you wouldn't be you'd be extremely nervous coming up to it. I mean, I I still get nervous on a cart grid. I mean, hmm. um, I I kind of have like a ritual that I do and. My visor doesn't go down till we're pulling out, um, but that's kind of like my mental switch. And when my visor goes down when I'm pulling out, then I'm like, okay, I've I've done this. I know what to do. I can roll with it. And and realistically, in the car, I mean, the vibrations and the the noise would be new. But as soon as that flag went, you'd be analyzing cars around you the exact same way. I think I think it'd be fun. But I, I have a question on the endurance stuff because I have not had a chance to do endurance. I mean, life. Life keeps me fairly busy with my main job and then side job PKC is as well. And then doing some, some random sim racing, but for the endurance stuff, how, how much prep time do you guys put into that? I mean, I know you guys have t- talked about it, but what is your, what is your, your prep time that you put into a, a 24, like the, the Rolex 24 or whatever it might be. Bruce, uh, well, you can comment on the Daytona because you're Mr. Daytona. <laughs> so, to me, you know, Daytona's always been the pinnacle, right? It's the big one. Mm-hmm. So, and, and in the winter time, there's typically not a lot else to do. We're not going outside and doing stuff. Not going to real races around here. So, um, I always find myself probably soon after Thanksgiving, starting to do some practice runs, starting to put some, uh, you know, at least getting the, the the muscle memory back and running some laps at Daytona, um, and you know, we put a lot of effort from that point on with practice sessions, testing, playing with setups, getting the teams put together, having the teams, you know, run some laps together, practice, 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 practice. I mean, so we, for the 24 hours of Daytona, yeah, there's a lot of effort going in. We, last couple of years, we had uh, a dozen teams entered. So, you know, it's a pretty big effort and, just like the real race, <laughs> there's a lot of work. You know, I, I crewed for a team and we did race the 24 a few times. So I almost take mm-hmm. what I learned from that as a crew member and put it towards our efforts. And, uh, you know, so six hour races, things like six hour to Glen stuff, we, we don't put as much effort into those, not nearly as much. Um, even what's, uh, what's after Daytona Sebring? Um, 12 hours, you know, we'll put effort in, but it's always something about the 24. Um, I think the next, as far as effort and practice, stuff like that, the next big one for us would be uh, Nürburgring. And just because that track is just, it's tough, right? It's just a tough place. Yeah. So um, so we do put a lot of effort there. But, but we also have some team guys that, sort of just show up and they'll race right <laughs> right bradley where is he yeah yeah where bradley where bradley comment. check check <laughs> no. it's, i mean it varies for everybody yeah and you get that in your splits um 
I, I think Daytona, hands down, the past two years, it started in into November, like you said, Bruce. Right after and, Thanksgiving. Uh, right. Yeah. yeah right. It, and it continues. And it's, you get to that point where you, you it hits you that morning uh, of the event as you're loading in. And uh, I think I, maybe I started one time. Uh, but even if you jump into a stint, you know, second, third, whatever, you realize this is my time. I've, all of us in this team that agreed to be a team two months ago or more, we've put we've put so much time in this, so much of our personal time into really competing. Like this is not this it almost extends beyond a hobby to some point to where it's a yeah. serious competition. You're yeah. so invested yeah. in the outcome, and so mistakes become even more amplified to your psyche. If yeah. I can be so dramatic, you know, I mean it. You lose sleep over it, and you're going to lose sleep anyway because it's a goddamn 24 hour race. But <laughs> you're going to lose even more sleep. The sleep that you need, yep. you're going to lose it. So, so yeah, Daytona is something else. Um, you, I, the way I racing is with the schedule. You come into Bathurst a month later, and I, I, I believe Bruce, as sim racers, I think we have yet to have a time where we're not so hyped after the time of Daytona that we're like. Hell yeah, we're going to Bathurst. We're going to win, which Bruce actually did win Bathurst. Uh, I go into it and I'm like, we're, we're dead. I die, I've died <laughs> twice. And I've never finished Bathurst. But you get that Daytona hype and, and you ride that wave. And then really the rest of the year, it kind of just continues from there. I mean, you get what? You get Nurburgring, Sebring, Nurburgring, uh, Lamar, which is now hosted through majors, basically. Uh, Spa, Spa you know, yep. Pete Lamar, Watkins Glen, and it just it all flows from that start. I mean, I feel like you so, set the tone at the beginning of the year. So test and tune. Are you doing like like two hours a week, three hours a week, eight hours a week? Like individually, not not as a as a group, but like individually, who's got a like what kind of time levels are you committing? This is I, I this will, is research, by the way. This is okay. this is a research yeah. project in case I want to commit to some some endurance race. I, I love I Bathurst, love, by the way. That's like one of my favorite tracks. It is a fun track. It is challenging and and it's rewarding. You know, I, yeah, it is rewarding. And, and like Tyler says, you just feel like you just you just kind of die there, you know. But yeah. um, I'll give you for instance. Um, so I've been running Daytona since they started doing the twenty four. Um, it's quite a few years now, and I think last year I just I kind of looked back at like my practice sessions and kind of totaled up my laps and i consistently every year run over a thousand practice laps yeah that kind of okay. gives you so you know yeah, no. i'll i'll jump in a session run a full fuel run you know i'll do a little testing with a um a, a setup maybe want to try see what you know happens after a f- you know, full run. So 20 laps here, 20, 25 laps there, you know, a couple sessions, 50 yep. laps. And next thing you know, it's like, holy shit, I, I've been on here almost every night. To, to put in perspective, to add on to that, um, to put in perspective how Daytona differs, uh, I'll get to a point. So we're finishing our third year. I'll, I'll drive the LMP2 uh, the last two years and, and, likely this year once we get through the through new years and once january hits i'm likely not to drive any other car but the lmp2 uh, mostly in official sessions or on the sim i'll get to a point where mentally i want to be so locked into the lmp2 that i'll run the lmp2 at only 
uh, at whatever track, not just Daytona, but I won't run GT3s. Like I'll neglect GT3s to just just to begin to understand the LMP2 as much as I can uh, and not to have a clean palette, if that makes sense. So that's that's kind of how, how we've approached it the last two years, and we're basically on track to do it this year. And if you look at, I know, I think we mentioned in the last one of the last two episodes, you can already see it if you go to hosted sessions right now. If you're listening right now, you go to hosted sessions on iRacing. I guarantee you'll see no less than four Daytona Road sessions. I saw it tonight just before we went on air. I jumped in one, and that's the and that's the beauty because you don't really. I mean, you'll see it, but throughout the year, I mean, two two months, a month and a half before an event, are you going to see that many sessions for Spa? I really don't think so. I really don't. Yeah, I, I, I agree with the whole thing. Like um, here after Christmas, New Year's, I'm the same way. If I'm running the LMP2, which I am again this year, um, that's it. I may race that in a few official sessions just to kind of try some things and see what the car likes as far as setups at different tracks. And so I can take that to Daytona. But, you know, a lot of us will change wheel settings and things like that uh feedback stuff and all for different cars gt3s whatnot nope there's none of that like i get dialed in for daytona starting new year's as far as everything is and that's it if i'm running the lmp2 that's what i'll run i mean you know am i a little overboard on stuff maybe you know i but it's just i've it's been my route to success i mean i've got three wins and several top fives uh i think that says something you know i think my process to get to daytona works at least it works for me so you know so yeah i'm right there with tyler it's all about like the lmp2 now from now on so eric i I think (laughs) yeah even for the for me i haven't done any of the endurance stuff but for the league when i joined up with the the msr league um you know, we, we jumped in the Lamborghinis and, uh, I didn't want to, I was up until I joined the league, I was regularly driving F3, um, and F4. Cause that's the, you know, that's more my, my background and style and how the, they react. Um, but as soon as I joined the league, it was practicing, you know, I, I was trying to do at least, at least two or three IMSA races a week to get set and know the, the course really well and my braking points and get in the habit, but I didn't want to switch cars either. Um, you know, I didn't want to go try the F3 or the F4 um, or any of the other cars. It was like, okay, this is kind of my thing where I'm stuck in. So I can, I can definitely relate to that side of it with, you know, that what you guys are talking about where you don't leave the LMP two. So this has been a solid chat on sim racing and motorsport. I love it. Uh, we're going to take a break and we're going to kick off a little more of the Christmas party version of this episode. Patrick Stein is waiting in the wings to jump on with us. We're going to play a little bit of motorsport trivia, just a little bit to kind of have a little bit of fun here on a Christmas special. We'll be right back on into the apex. Don't go anywhere. More into the apex is coming up. Tired of getting caught up in the mayhem of turn one? So are we. Although we can't protect you from disasters in iRacing, we can protect you and your family from mayhem on the road or at home. 
The Allstate Javicki Agency proudly protects families in Ohio and Pennsylvania. Give John a call today at 412-561-6239. Mention Mad Sim Racing or Into the Apex when calling to receive a gift card with a qualified quote, no purchase necessary. Into the Apex is going back on the road in 2023, and it's all brought to you by our friends at Pro Kart Concepts. Pro Kart Concepts provides top-tier carts, parts, and consumables to the tri-state area and support based out of the Pittsburgh International Raceway. If there's anyone that can get you set in the world of karting, it's Eric and Dan with PKC. Visit ProKartConcepts.com for more information. This episode is brought to you by the racing fans at Great Hire HR. Whether you're hiring one employee or 100, Great Hire will let you keep doing what is important, running your business. For more information, visit greathirehr.com. You've just achieved your greatest accomplishment as a sim racer. Now what? Don't let it become just another stat you never see. Alien Awards is a service run by and for sim racers, creating clearly printed plaques on solid surfaces, something you can display proudly to mark a major victory and show off your team and sponsors. Whether you're an individual driver looking to create a memory or a league owner looking to take your season to the next level, Alien Awards can help. These are quality awards I know because I've won one. There are no setup or design fees and shipping in the U.S. is free. Take your sim racing career to new heights. Visit AlienAwards.net. That's AlienAwards.net. This episode of Into the Apex is brought to you by our partners at Track Racer. Since 2008, Track Racer has been designing and pioneering best value high-end gaming platforms and accessories. Track Racer products are made from the highest quality materials that offer unsurpassed durability. Track Racer is supported by recognizable names such as Haley Deegan, Ross Chastain, Alex Pillow, and Alpine F1 team. Check them out through the link on our website, IntoTheApex.com, and support the show. This is Into the Apex Motorsport Podcast Network. back on into the apex it's second half time and therefore patrick is here and uh, i anticipate patrick will say fuck a few times as he does uh but it's fuck. the second half and that's okay it's a christmas party uh we talked a bit serious uh in the first half uh really solid stuff i'm i'm happy with it but we're gonna have a little bit of fun here in the second half uh tyler bruce eric and now patrick patrick where, you were taking a nap i think what the hell i'm an old man what can i say I, uh, well, I'm glad just, you woke up. I'm yeah. glad you're here. Yeah, I could. I could have been dead. I mean, fuck for well, that's all extreme. I know. That's a little extreme. I don't know if we I'm need to saying. go in that direction. I'm just saying. I'm just saying that could have been. Could have been the case. Well, could have had to do a welfare not. check. Well, well, we I'm glad you're not, dead, you. Patrick. Yeah, we were worried. I mean, I wasn't that worried. I was more upset than worried. But okay. Yeah, he was going to fire me. I know. Yeah, you're going to be terminated. I was pumped um, to get on with the man, the myth, the legend that is Patrick. That's the- that's all right. You see him now too. We're we're actually for the for the first time, uh, we're doing a little video recording. Uh, we'll probably put a bit of it up uh, on YouTube or otherwise. We'll see how it goes. Uh, but we do have a video element uh, on Into the Apex now, so I'm I'm interested in in how that goes. 
Uh, we'll see. I don't know. Maybe we have faces for radio. If that's the case, we'll keep it that way. Uh, but <laughs> Patrick, I'm glad you're here. Uh, so I was glad I'm here racking too. my brain all for really the last two weeks of how can we have a good time on what's going to be kind of our holiday party. We we kind of relax a little bit. Uh, what can we do that's fun? So we're changing up a bit. Uh, I've been putting together a little trivia game uh, for us to play to kind of see where everybody's at. And I think the uh, I've got about 16, 17 questions. You know, it might go quick. We'll see. This is we're, we're on the fly here in the second half of Into the Apex, as always. Uh, but I want to the way I want to do this is I'm going to open it up to the three of you guys, and um, you'll basically kind of let's let's do it this way. You'll ring in, you'll raise your hand, or you'll just say I'm re- I, I've got it. Really, just yell out. Why the hell not? Uh, I'm going to put a question out there. We'll kind of keep a score. We're going to see who might know a lot about motorsport uh, than, than the other. I feel like Bruce has the advantage wisdom-wise, but there's a, there are, surprisingly, Patrick, quite a few NASCAR questions that I've come up with here. Oh, so I'm you, set. You might you might win just based on that. If that's uh, majority, I'm, I'm already, I've already lost. I'm hyper-competitive. Uh-oh. Well, in that case, you better take what you can get. Do we need gotta, to be writing this down? It's just no. like whose Do line not- is it anyway? The points don't matter. Answers are made up. <laughs> points don't matter. I mean, I mean, nothing matters, Bruce. I'm a nihilist, so it's all okay. fine. Okay, fair enough. Let's 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 uh, let's try this. My God, I hope it's not. I hope you're not all stupid and this is <laughs> terrible. I hope we are. It's not be even more fun. <laughs> every question. We're a motorsports uh, podcast, and we're dumber than hell. Well, I, I hope it's not every question. I don't know. Pass, and then I just have to give the answer because basically that's just Wikipedia. So let's see how it goes. Okay, I feel like I've got some softballs. Don't Google. That was the most. Don't di- googling. Yeah, no. Let me see your hands. Everybody's hands up. No, no googling. If you Google, you're banned. So don't get banned. Okay, let's see if anybody knows the answer to this. This is this is a softball for, for Christ's sake. Which track features the largest motorcycle collection in the world? Patrick. Isle of Man? False. Fuck. There's anybody else? Which track features the largest motorcycle collection in the world? Take a moment. Think about it, but don't Google it. There's a museum at this track. You could go to this track. It's a beautiful museum. Is there what, what country is it in? <laughs> the United questions? States. Yeah, can, can we, I know where okay. the museum is. I don't know the track. Oh, oh no! So, so oh. Eric's halfway there. Oh, he's Eric's halfway, halfway there. there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Would you like another hint? So, yeah. into the apex on the road. Into the apex on the road was at this track. Oh, Eric. Eric. Mid Ohio. False. No, we, okay. we were at this track. Uh, Patrick. Um, Barber Sports Park. Correct, Patrick. Point number one. Barber, Wait, you said points don't Barber. matter, right? They don't. Okay. Uh, but Patrick has one point. Uh, yes, Barber Motorsports Park has the largest motorcycle collection in their museum in the world. Uh, next one. Let's. Just, so that was God, my God, guys. That so was I was fun. wrong. The I was thinking it was near the AMA Museum, which I think is in Ohio. So that was why I went uh, with Mid Ohio, but. Clearly, no, there's a. I didn't terribly tour, wrong. 
I, I was the only one from the show to visit Barber. I did a little mm-hmm. lone, uh, solitary journey, and uh, I never went. I didn't go into the museum. I was gonna say, how was uh, the collection? I did yeah. go to the. I did go to a Birmingham strip club, but that's for another day. Uh, with, with a, a member oh, of yeah, Dale Coin Racing, uh, but well, that is where, that is a, that's super off the books, guys. Um, so that was my experience in Birmingham. I don't know if I'm going to go back. I just like the sculptures at the. Uh, <laughs> Oh yes, uh, the spider. Yes, I, I'll tell you, I loved Barber. I loved it, absolutely loved it. So I'll just throw that out there. Uh, let's do another question since we're we're. I thought you guys would get that right away. I thought somebody would get that right away. Uh, that wasn't a softball. That yeah, was a, that's, that's a that softball. softball. I'm, I'm punching. If that's out a now. softball. We are screwed. Yeah, we are screwed. Okay. Yeah, seriously. Okay. What the hell was that? <sighs> you you guys got this. You guys got this easy. Uh, Kyalami is a track in what country? Can you say that again, please? <laughs> Kyalami, Kyalami, K-Y-A-L-A-M-I is a track in what country, Patrick? South Africa. Correct. Did you Google that? No. How did you? No. Is that where the South African Formula One race was held? I think it used to be. Yep. Yeah. And then uh, okay. GT World Challenge goes there as well. Okay. I feel like Patrick's gonna win. I because I've got a NASCAR. Pretty much. I've got a Bruce, NASCAR. Did you know that one for you? No. Nope. I was gonna say Australia just because you know. Sounded I just, like it. Yeah, and I just like Tyler saying KY. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> uh, I feel like Bruce could do this because this is this is aged. Uh, we'll what, see. What this it? is gonna tell. This is nasty. I'm calling you old, Bruce. Apparently. Apparently. Okay, here we go. This is going to be a question. I need help watching hands go up because I feel like Bruce or Patrick knows this. Uh, What manufacturer left NASCAR after the 2003 season? Patrick. Pontiac. Patrick, three points in a row. He's got a hat trick already, man. Correct. Three Pontiac. That's it. Okay, Formula One. Oh, I'm screwed. Formula One. This driver was Lewis Hamilton's teammate in his first championship season. Eric Alonso. False. No. First championship season. Eric uh, Patrick. Nico Rosberg. False. This is going to be hard. Then you guys may not get this one. Uh. McLaren Mercedes. Yeah. The year that he it, it came up against Massa, it came right down to the Brazilian Grand Prix. Who was the other McLaren driver with Lewis Hamilton that season? Early 2000s. Oh, I don't think you guys got this. Mm. Patrick? Uh-oh. Jensen Button? No. He joined afterwards, Patrick. Mm. He's from Finland. He was from Finland, I believe. I'd, I'd give it to Patrick. I mean, this is close. No, false. Okay, I don't think you... I'm looking at you guys on camera. I don't think you got it. Heike Kovalainen. Oh! Heike Shit. I just didn't think you guys could get that one. So Patrick maintains a, a massive lead. Uh, hey, yeah. Let's, yeah. let's do... Uh, massive. <laughs> that was go. it. It was, it was the championship season kicker because Alonso Correct. was his... His teammate coming. Ah, uh, yeah, got me. Yep. Uh, who is the oldest active NASCAR driver? Active NASCAR driver. 
Oh shit. He's driving right now. Who's who's the oldest? Patrick. Um I wanna say it's um Kevin Harvick. Correct. Oh, oh wow. Kevin Harvick. Gosh. Kevin Harvick forty six. I was gonna say Kevin because Harvick. it was Kurt it was Kurt Bush, but he just retired, so Yep. Kevin Harvick. You would have said F one, my hand would have been up in a millisecond. Oh yeah. Well let's, Bonus let's points. change it up a bit. Let's change it up. All right. Oldest driver to start to ever start a NASCAR Cup race. Oldest driver to ever start a NASCAR Cup race. Bruce. Dick Trickle. False. Patrick. Morgan Shepard. What the fuck, Patrick? Did you hack into my Google Drive, you bastard? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Red what the fuck I'm that? telling you. Morgan Shepard, think- age Morgan Shepherd, age seventy one. Patrick, are you Rain Man? He is. No, because well, I might he be. Is. But uh, you just take, after this, you, but Pat Patrick just takes naps and he comes in and wins trivia. Yeah, I remember. I think I actually watched his last race. It was a Daytona five hundred. I think it's one of the last ones Dale Earnhardt was in. That's how I kind of remember it. Uh, from what I so so my research shows Morgan Shepard raced at age seventy one, I, I believe Watkins Glen, uh, oh, but okay. Morgan has apparently raced in his mid to late seventies in lesser NASCAR series like Xfinity or Trucks. So he's a machine. But technically, oldest driver to start a NASCAR Cup race, Morgan Shepard at age seventy one. Uh, wow. My God, I'm going to pick a question in my rubric here that Patrick will not know. There's no way Patrick knows this question. I was going to say, thank God like Patrick he... showed up because this would be terrible. I know. We'd, <laughs> <laughs> we'd just be sitting here guessing wrong. Fucking wrong. Wait, I, like, terrible. I, I feel like Patrick's hacked into my Google Drive, but I don't know. You can see his my hand, hands right now. Hands his, hands are, his hands are on camera. Uh, yeah. Th- here we go. Okay. This street race was held in the U.S. from 2011 to 2013. I don't think anybody's going to get this. This street race. Yeah, what series? IMSA and IndyCar. Or no, excuse me. American Lamar and IndyCar. This street race was held in the United States from 2011 to 2013. Eric. Detroit? False. False. Only from 2011 to 2013. It, it, It had a short run. What street race had that sort of a run in the United States where American Lamar and IndyCar participated? Think about it. Would you like a hint? Are yeah. we struggling? Yeah. Yeah. Is it in Ohio? No. False. Damn it. It's on the East Coast. Patrick. Uh, Philadelphia. False. I don't think they've ever had a street race. I, I don't think so either. It was just a random guess. I had no idea. I'll give you another hint. My favorite sports teams are in this city. Nobody knows me. Patrick. Baltimore. Correct. The Baltimore Grand Prix. I, I handed that to Patrick. That's not a point. Baltimore, though. I never I never knew they Baltimore had Baltimore had a street race them. for a short time. Baltimore had a street race. I, I That was a hard one. That was the level five right there. I'll give it. Yeah, that was that was the. I, I practically handed that. I, I practically spoon fed you that, Patrick. So. so don't even count that as a point for me. You just handed you, it. You guys want another super hard one? Yeah. Do you want an, yeah. e- you yeah, want an easy one? 
Super yeah, hard. hard. Let's go okay. hard. Hard. <laughs> wow. Can we let's isolate those little? Uh... Yeah, let's I go hard. No, we don't need a sound drop of that, please. Okay. This you're not going to get this unless you paid a lot of attention to a certain series last year. Oh boy. This driver's brother is a stand-up comedian in Australia. Yeah, Eric doesn't have it. I see it out on his face. This driver's brother is a stand-up comedian in Australia. I feel like you don't have it right Give me now, Patrick. Patrick? Scott McLaughlin. False. But your series is right. Here's your hint. It's IndyCar. I feel like that gives you a lot of room to figure this out. This driver's brother is a stand-up comedian in Australia. Uh, we're we're not there. I, I learned. Here we go. Here's here's my final tip before I just reveal this and so nobody gets a point. Uh, I learned this fun fact at the watching the Detroit Grand Prix in IndyCar. No. Indy, uh, if Rob were here, he might get it because he's an IndyCar guy. The answer is Will Power. Will Power's brother oh, is shit. a stand-up oh. comedian. He was in Detroit when Will won uh, at Detroit this past year and uh, assist, and was there when and interviewed by NBC Sports when he jumped in the fountain. Fun fact. Who won, who won the first Daytona 500? Patrick. <laughs> Patrick? It's Lee Petty. Correct. Oh, my God, Patrick. Patrick, I'm going to commit you to an institution. Okay. Patrick. Patrick, <laughs> yeah. let's, let's see where you're at now. Patrick, who drove the John Deere number 97 in NASCAR? Go ahead. Chad Little. Yeah. And I then got, I had. Wait, that. wait, 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 I had that wait, wait. It was more than just Chad Little, though. Kurt okay, Busch filled was in for Chad Little. Little. Oh, well, we're not God. going with Patrick. the villains. We're going with the regular Patrick. But I'm just saying, if you want to be technical about it. Yeah, I mean, he that's the truth. He could have answered with either of those names and would have won. Oh, my God. He filled okay. in for FYI, Chad Little. He's got seven points, and we're out of questions. He's already won this. Oh, he's locked it in. Even, but we're, gonna, we're not even on the, bo- the board, Bruce. Right? We're not even I, on the board. It's terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. We're good. We, we are going just to gonna continue. keep coming up with questions at this point to see what he could stop. I, I will. Uh, here, here's a good one. Uh, an LMP2 and a Mazda MX-5 enter the same corner on iRacing. Whose corner is it? The bigger asshole. Eric. It, it's the Mazdas because the, uh, the LMP2 has to get around. It's his job to get around the uh, MX-5. The the correct answer is the GT3 coming in hot. <laughs> <laughs> that is the answer. See, I was right. That's like an asshole. That's that's oh, what. That's it like, a, that's that's like a bad. The, the car that has no brakes. <laughs> yeah, right. Forgot how to brake. The guy that says I'm going to beat both of these motherfuckers. Just going to send um, it. Uh, here we go, Bruce. If you don't get this correct, you're dead to me. Oh no! Uh, the question. The question is: In 2005, an equivalent to the SRX series would have been what? IROC series. Correct. Bruce has a point. Patrick, I, I had my hand up. I, I don't care. Bruce said. We don't care. He was asking me, not you. Bruce. <laughs> I remember the IROC series. I loved, I loved it. watching I was, those races. 
Oh yeah, I was yeah. so sad when it ended. So we, sad. We, yep. We saw them at Watkins Glen a few times. They're they're pretty good. Oh, it was fun. Yeah, I I absolutely love that series. Correct, Bruce. You got it. Patrick, be quiet. Pipe Isn't down, Tony Patrick. Stewart's series the very similar to that concept? Yeah. Correct. What is yeah, that? Yep. SRX is very much SRX. Like that's that. it. Yeah. Uh, but more Point focused forever. on short tracks. Point Correct. Forever. Yeah. <laughs> point five. Thanks. Thanks. I Extra credit. Extra half credit. Half a point. Half a point for that. Okay. Yeah, I, I get the same. That's why that that question was formed. Is I get the same vibes from SRX, uh, yeah. except at short tracks. I I remember some of the best racing I watched in Iraq was uh, the the Iraq guys at Daytona. I think. Yeah. Uh, so it was very exciting. Okay, we're we're getting a little closer to the end here. I think Patrick has it locked in mathematically, but we're going to continue to play nevertheless uh, to determine who's on the podium in what spot. Um, Bruce, if you don't get this right, again, you're dead to me. Uh, this famous sports car driver purchased the Mossport circuit. Nobody. No. Well, I. He Eric. raced. He made appearances in NASCAR, Eric. Oh, okay. Well, that kicked it out. I was going to say Wiccans because they're from that, no. that general region, but no. Eric, Patrick. Ron Fellows. Oh my God, Patrick! Holy crap! Correct. My, my, Ron my brother would have gotten that. He's a big Ron Fellows fan. Yep. He is a Ron said Fellows. NASCAR. You threw in NASCAR and Canadian. Yep. I'm like, okay, well Patrick, that's Ron Fellows. Patrick, yeah. I, I'm giving you so much more credit. Uh, next question. I'm more of a Will Rob guy. <laughs> next question is: Will Will Rob cover my expenses to Orlando? True. What? I'll go with true. The correct answer is yes. Rob Gregoire will cover my expenses to Orlando. I got two points. Next question. Yep. Next next question. This former NFL player is an avid eye racer. Patrick. Uh, is it? It's one of the Long brothers. Oh my god! It's oh my he god. played on the Bears. Patrick I forget Long? which one it is. No, it's Chris Long. False. Then it's the other one. Uh, 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 say uh, it. The, I can't remember his first name. If you and don't he played say it, on the you Bears. Don't a, if you, he did, but if you don't say it, Patrick, you don't get a point. Five, uh, four, three, two, one. Kyle Long. Kyle? I thought it was like a J. No, James. it wasn't a J. No point for Patrick. You were close, but not close enough. How would you spell Kyle that, Long. Tyler? K-Y? K- K-Y-L-E-L-O-N-G. So, uh, K-Y he races some Mode Media House. <laughs> Patrick, calm down. Mode Easy Media Patrick. House is a, it's a prominent sim racing team. I was in. I learned about this because I was in a uh, Charlotte truck race in 2020. <laughs> Open session. Official session. Patrick's cracking up. But I can't. Patrick, calm down. I'm hearing him. Patrick, calm down. Patrick. Breathe, breathe. I'm breathing. I'm breathing. I raced in a Charlotte Motor Speedway truck Class C session against Kyle Long. <laughs> That's all I have. Okay. Kyle Long is the answer. Patrick, you got it wrong. And you're from Chicago. You were close, but not close enough. False. Take a point away yeah, from him. 
Here, I will, yeah. You, you've lost all points. It's now even Stevens. All right. Here, no, Fuck I got two. You. I got two. <laughs> Fuck off. Bruce Wynn. Fuck off. I've got three more questions. I've got three Uh-oh. more questions. Uh-huh. Uh, next question, final question, one of three. How much do Porsche jacket sleeves cost? Patrick. $100. I'm going to take answers from everybody. It's not quite 100 What does everybody else have? 95. How much do Porsche? Okay. Eric? 78 I hate to say this, but Patrick was closest. What? Porsche jacket <laughs> sleeves. Porsche Hugo Boss jacket sleeves cost $110 because if you buy the jacket it's it's and you subtract the cost of the vest... It's a hundred and ten dollar difference. Well, then I was so close. sleeves cost a hundred. Whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa! I was closest. I said ninety five. I was five dollars off. He was ten. He said a hundred. I no, said a hundred. Oh, I see. One hundred and ten. You were fifteen dollars off. Bruce, Bruce. Sorry. It math. It's called no. I misunderstood. Uh, Sorry. Take uh, point. Away. Next to last question. Next to last question. Where will Bradley be when he is not on next week's podcast episode? Patrick. Uh, oh, wait, never mind. Uh, skip that. Pass. Pass. Bruce. Doesn't matter. He's dead to me. <laughs> I don't have a better answer than that. That was epic. The correct answer. The correct answer. Where will Bradley be when he is not on next week's podcast episode? The answer is Tim Buck, too. Uh, final question. Final question. Uh, this is for longtime listeners. And if you haven't paid attention to the the show, this is then we're going to end on a on a fizzle. I'm just going to be honest with you. Uh, what was the name of the NASCAR 2003 season league that the Beemans raced in in high school? What was the name of the league? We've said it several times on this show. Oh shit, Pat, Patrick! Patrick, a tentative hand raise. What do you have? Pigs. Correct. Yeah. Patrick wins. I knew it was an Patrick animal. Wins. I couldn't remember the animal. Yep. Patrick wins in a walk-off fashion. Uh, that was trivia, everybody. That was holiday trivia. That was that was better than I thought. Uh, but Patrick holidays, comes away. Though. Patrick comes away looking maybe autistic. I don't know. Uh, very intelligent. Whoa, whoa, He's a rain whoa, man. Whoa, 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 whoa. He's a rain man. I I'm so impressed, Patrick. That I give you so much credit. I give you so that much. That would have been so bad without Patrick. Bruce and I would yeah. be sitting here, <laughs> it is, and it just would have been, been silenced the whole time. Right? Radio silence. <laughs> Tyler would have been hand holding us into the answers. It would have just been <laughs> awful. So Patrick, well done. Thank God. That entire segment, the entire hey. piece. Hey Bruce, you knew what Iraq was. That's all I needed from you. Sir. Yeah. What's the stand for? I had my hand up first. Extra point. Oh, Extra point. No. False. False. Okay, that's worth 50 points, Bruce. You win. All right. Merry Christmas, Bruce. Some questions are weighted heavier <laughs> than, than others there, Patrick. Sorry. I, I struggled. I mean, I really, I spent some time. I, I, I was like, what's an easy question? What's a hard question? That might be something we revisit. That's a game we might play again because I think that's that's fun. I had a good time. That, that first question was not a uh, softball, as you called it. Yes. Yeah, oh, the barber? Yeah, yeah, that was not a softball. That should have been. I mean, my God, that's. I you thought it was been. a good question. I don't think it was easy, yeah. but I think it was a good question. It was yeah. a good question, yes. Yeah, but it was not a softball. Softball would have been name this track that's in freaking Daytona. What Wisconsin? The state of Oregon. The state of Oregon. 
Central <laughs> Ohio. Name the track yeah. in Central yeah. Ohio. What's the track in the middle of Ohio? Oh, that's uh, Berkflunk. No. Eldora. Eldora. <laughs> I almost put an Eldora question, Bruce, and I was like, ah, that's that's cake to Bruce. That's, yeah. Bruce knows that's... Eldora. Uh, what was, there was a question I was considering. Uh, I had two Tony Stewart questions on my mind for this. Uh, one was, what was the type of car that or vehicle that Tony Stewart drove that was unique? Does anybody know the answer to that? Oh my! Oh my God! Nobody. Tony Stewart drove a hearse. Tony drove. Tony. Tony Stewart bought and drove a hearse. That's a fact. Wow. And then, and then the other question was, what's the? Uh, who did God, Tony I already Stewart, know where this is going? <laughs> who did Tony Stewart kill? But we didn't get on. We didn't go to that. Wow. <laughs> oh. uh-huh. <laughs> we didn't oh. get into that one. <laughs> Uh, I figured that was a little risque. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's yeah. out there now. <laughs> yeah. Tony Stewart killed a guy. What was his name? Uh, what track was that at? What track yeah, what, was that? What track was that? Oh. Bruce? Canandaigua Motorsports Park. Mm-hmm. Is that up in your uh, neck of the woods? Yes. Yep. Wow. We were at Watkins Glen that weekend. Oh, wow. That's Usually very sad. So I did. Yeah. Well, the kid was high. Very- Let's face it. Yeah, he, he was. That that's he very was. sad, so I didn't include it, but I guess I've now included it. So there we are. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, so those are my two Tony Stewart questions, uh, inspired by the Pontiac questions. Patrick, how did you know what you, you just knew that twenty two thousand and three was when Pontiac was done or um yeah, because I think that was the um first year that Tony Stewart won his first cup of three. And it was in a Pontiac. His second cup he won in a Chevy, and that was at Joe Gibbs. And then the third one he won at Stuart Haas in a Chevy yeah. as well. I mean, that question was very much. Uh, I did. I did a lot of looking this week about NASCAR 2003 season. I wanted to kind of slip some stuff in there, uh, and that sim was where. I mean, all of the baseline cars in 2003 season by Papyrus. You know, you had a lot of. You had a few Pontiacs. And one was Tony Stewart, um, so that's kind of where I got that from. But All I right, felt Tyler, like I got, I got one for you, since you oh didn't get to participate. I got a good okay, one. Yeah, you guys so, can go ahead. Oh, you three. Well, who made the six-wheeled Formula One car? Oh wait, 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 bonus, wait, 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 wait. Bonus points if you can name the, I know the car Bruce, itself. I know Bruce knows this. Um, God, was it? It wasn't Benetton, was it? Nope. Fuck. Bruce, I know you know it because you watched it at Watkins Glen. Yeah, I had a huge poster of it in my... Uh, was it oh, Elf? Nice. Elf, t- Elf? Tyrell. Tyrell, that's it. Tyrell. Six-wheeled yep. Tyrell. Yeah. That car and what's awesome. what's the car name, Bruce? Do you know the car name? You know, I... I know I did. <laughs> he was just... Bruce was just an afterthought. From his parents when he went P thirty four, yes, thirty four, yes, that was a mistake. Did, did you watch somebody die at Watkins Glen, Bruce, or was that your mom? Oh my God, no, my mom didn't die I mean, there. What? No, no, no. Did you? Did you? It's no. You you watched somebody fuck? die there. Oh, What's with yeah. all the death in this episode? Merry Come Christmas, on, everybody. Merry Christmas, God bless Merry this Christmas. Jesus Christ. 
<laughs> God bless us, everyone. Now, Bruce, did you <laughs> see? Right. Did you see blood and guts at Watkins Glen? Yeah, yeah. So yes or no? JD McDuffie died there. Um, That's sad. A few others. Uh, my mom, yeah, when uh, that guy got uh, like decapitated in the because it was in that movie, right? It was in my that dad movie was there Rye. for that race. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's when my mom stopped going to races after that happened. Yeah, you told that story. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, that. yeah. Episode uh, 13, it, 14. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> it was in that. It was in the movie Rush. It was depicted in the movie Rush. Yep. Uh, that that's where we were talking about it. Uh, how many? So how many did you kill at, at Watkins Glen? Oh wait, sorry. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> On I racing, uh, I've killed a lot of people. We're looping back to <laughs> driving standards. Is that what? You, is that what yeah, you driving said, driving standards. Yeah, we're not talking about actual murder at Watkins. Glen. Right. <laughs> murder. Fifth, Fifth Brad, Amendment, the United only, States uh, Constitution. <laughs> Bradley's the only murderer. Yeah. Oh, he is, yeah, <laughs> yeah, empirically correct. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, God, it's it's been fun. I think we're gonna play trivia again. We're gonna have to do this again. That, that was a good time for me. I enjoyed that just as the administrator, and I'm not typically I had, I had happy. A good time. You, you you like uh, watching uh, me and Eric like suffer? Well, <laughs> I I kind of silence. He's sadistic. He's sadistic. He's just like the. Uh, uh, so so we 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 drop basically when you guys joined me tonight in the studio before we went on air I said we're going to play trivia so you didn't have time to prep I think maybe the strategy in the future is I'm going to get some contestants on and let them know what we're going to do and maybe give them some loose categories and we'll see what they can do and maybe we'll put awesome. some mo- maybe we'll put some money on it we'll see how we'll see what the stakes increase to maybe when we're at Daytona in about a month or a little over a month, maybe we're in Daytona. We'll do some trivia related to IMSA and the event, and oh, we'll put fuck. some we'll put some <laughs> stakes on it. So maybe mark that down. So no NASCAR can categories. I, can I be the otherwise, Patrick will crush us again. Yeah, yeah, no NASCAR. If we're at the Rolex Twenty Four, there's not going to be any NASCAR. Then let me pick the questions then, because I am okay. not going to know a goddamn thing. Okay, then you can work. You can work with me, Patrick. You'll be there. We're all flying to Orlando. Rob's covering my expenses to Orlando, uh, as we've covered in trivia. Uh, uh, Bruce Perry, Mister Daytona, joining us for the second week in a row. Merry Christmas, Bruce. Thank you. Merry Christmas, guys. Patrick, I'm glad you woke up to play and dominate trivia. You just showed up basically tonight to dunk on everybody. Uh, Merry Christmas, Patrick. I'm the dunk champ, That's and right. I'm Rain Man apparently. Eric Vukic, welcome back from Pittsburgh, ProCartConcepts.com, ProCartConcepts. Merry Christmas, Eric. Thanks. Merry Christmas, guys. It was a lot of fun. Cheers, everybody out there. Uh, Enjoy your sim racing. If you have some time off, it's a good time to jump in there, hide from your family, your kids, your wife, whatever, you know, abandon your family, get on the rig. Uh, Cheers, everybody. This has been the Christmas party of Into the Apex. You've been listening to Into the Apex from Mad Sim Racing Media. Check out the show's upcoming road trips and join the community at IntoTheApex.com. 